And welcome everybody to another Win Wednesday here on the Heat Ratio Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo at T Cotillo23, joined by my co-host. John Coker at PGH John36. And joined as always by Dave Dixon at Coach Dixon365. And today we're gonna get in Dallas week, because obviously we're all hyped up about Dallas week. Uh one of the best weeks of the year. But uh as always, we start off with something different. Uh today is National Stress Awareness Day. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I seem to be stressed on a continual basis every single day. Um, you know, as we get older, whether it's financial, whether it's health, uh, but how about all the dumb shit that we get stressed about? Like, did Johnny make the the, the baseball team? Is he going to be on the A team? Is he going to play seven minutes instead of five? Oh my God. I mean, like think about all the, the stupid stuff that we get stressed about on an everyday basis oh i'm crazy right i i I have i have ocd so let me tell you oh it's nuts if the dishes aren't put in the dishwasher the right way uh, that blow that that totally throws me off off uh off my game every little thing i look at all day every day just things just stress me out stupid things it it does it really does it's I, i think it's more of too um technology plays into it you know everybody's on their phone everybody's on their tablet you see what's going on um i don't know what your guys routine is in the morning but for me personally um first thing i'll do is i go on facebook and i do that because i do other jobs besides this um i have a lot of clients that have books and we book interviews on nbc and cbs and things of that nature so i'm always going on there to see what those top topics are so i can try to pitch my clients for you know network tv so but i don't know i mean maybe when you go on there you constantly see what's going on whether it be in something in the world today whether it be something at school whether it be family you know oh look colleen she's getting married now or how does colleen afford that she works she makes less money than i do why is she getting the kitchen and i'm not you know what i mean yeah, like I, that's just, why i'm never i'm <laughs> like never on facebook i don't want to see man. your tofu recipe yeah Okay, Every, everybody had kids that went to Halloween. You know, I I just uh, yeah, I can't even get through my. You know what irks me is even my email. I hate going through email oh, on my phone. Email, and no brutal. matter how much you unsubscribe for it, there's certain things that I still want coming in, but I almost always delete. And oh, heaven forbid you don't check your email in a day or something. It, it's like the world explodes. Why aren't Why aren't oh. you getting back to me? And and then it just builds up. And you got next thing you know, you got eighty emails, and you got to spend an hour going through them. How, how about did you, ever, did you ever cycle through your spam your spam folder? Yeah, every you get once those in a like, while. Hey, hon, how are you? How's the family? Can you please send me fifteen hundred dollars? Yeah, I won so who, many. Who really uh, does that? I won so <laughs> many lotteries, and I've had so many uh, esteemed relatives that had a huge inheritance that I can't, ran into. But yeah, I still haven't seen a penny. Nah, me neither. And I haven't given one. I haven't given away a penny. Either. No. So I've been pretty good. I'm pretty good. But yo, this is straight Dallas week, man. This is time to get hype. Um, and if you've seen. Uh, we've been posting Dallas uh, Dallas things uh, on the uh, phillyinfluence.com Facebook page. I want to give a shout-out to Pat and Broad. Uh, at Pat and Broad has hooked us up with some awesome images um, that we've put on uh, the phillyinfluence.com Facebook page as well as the Heat Ratio Instagram page. Uh, those guys do great cartoons. Uh, if you haven't seen them, they are fantastic. 
Uh, they really are. It's great, great work of art. Um, they had one today was fitting uh, actually yesterday with Dak. And can we just finally end the argument now for all the people out there that say Dak was better than Carson? Can we can we finally end that argument? I mean, really, because Dak blows. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, he may be. I mean, I he. I was watching him, and I'm thinking, wow. Like now, now we all fair. We had a conversation, and we're gonna get into Sixers later about coaching. And and one thing you do have to look at is Jason Garrett. Obviously, I mean, this guy does nothing but clap and chew gum. But at the end of the day, the throws and the reads that Dak is making are really bad. He looks lost. He really does. Um, and Amari Cooper, yeah, okay, he scored a touchdown played an okay game i understand he doesn't know the whole playbook yet and all that but i still think dak has a long way to go uh and i if i was a cowboys fan which i'm not obviously i'd be a little concerned well first of all i didn't ever think there was a question of who i didn't either i didn't know that there was that that was i never even heard that topic come up oh absolutely skip bayless was a big and i know skip's trying to get clicks all the time but skip was was one of the guys I mean, I did just hear recently, though, uh, Jerry Jones said he's my guy and we're going to send him to an ex- sign him to an extension, and I believe. And that's awesome. That is Which, the best news abs- I've ever heard as an Eagles fan. I couldn't agree more. I don't, <laughs> Dave, what do you think? I don't, I don't see anything in that. Am I or, wrong? I, mean, I, haven't football, seen, I-, I haven't seen enough progress over the past three years to make me think that he can really manage the game and be that guy. Dave, what it, do you think? Yeah, I mean, is it the first years as an aberration? Yeah, it was. I mean, really, honestly. It absolutely was. They had all things clicking that year. Their offensive line was healthy, one of the strongest in the league. Yep. Zeke was able to run the ball, and they went back to old-style Cowboys play, and, and Dak was took a, took advantage of a weak NFC East again, and they were able to win it. And uh, <clears throat> there, there's – first of all, there's no – Carson Wentz is an extremely special player. Uh, everybody – outside of Philadelphia realizes that. Yep. What he's doing right now, recovering off of one leg, his stats are phenomenal. Where he's on pace to go is is insane to me. Um, and then you just added Golden Tate to the offense. So, um, I mean, that comparison, Dak to Carson, I think if you asked you know, 50 people that know football, um, 50 of them will take Carson Wentz over no. Dak Prescott. Not the two Dallas fans. Not the t- <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, continue. No, no, you're, no. You're you're absolutely right. I, I don't think there's any contest whatsoever. I mean, it, you know, we we hear this word, and not to sound cliche, but you hear the intangible word all the time, and uh, you know, that word is is so significant when you talk about Carson Wentz, just by the presence he has in the locker room, the presence he has outside the locker room, the presence he has on the sideline, the presence he has on the field. I mean, this is a guy, and, and, and I I don't want to lose sight of this because again. Not to bring him up, but we're going to get into that that Sixers talk later, which is the stuff that infuriates me. But the stuff that your kids go to the game and you say, Johnny, listen. I always say Johnny. I don't know why. Yeah. I have no kids named Johnny. I always say That's Johnny. That's a good thing. Yeah, I know. That, that way you're never talking but about really it anymore. Weird. It's like, always like Johnny. A Johnny. I don't know. But, um, but you know, John, listen, Johnny, look at Carson. 
You know, that's the guy you want to meet. That's the guy's hand you want to shake. That's the guy you want to emulate yourself after. I mean, it just, because, you know, listen, we all have flaws, but this guy just does everything the right way. He's a, he's such a student of the game. They say he's the first one in, the last one to leave, whether it be game film, whether it be break, play breakdown, whether it be film study. I mean, this guy is on another level, and thank God he's our quarterback. Absolutely. Absolutely, Dallas, Dallas, uh, Philly week though. Like you brought up, I mean, there. I, I wrote down some interesting things that I read. Their first meeting was in September twenty-five uh, or twenty-fifth, excuse me, nineteen sixty, where the wow. Eagles won that game twenty-seven to twenty-five. They have one hundred and eighteen meetings, where the Cowboys still lead the series sixty-six to fifty-two. Do they really? Yes, yes, they do. So another interesting thing I, I wrote down was the two thousand and one pickle juice game uh-huh. in Dallas. Yes, opening it was the opening I, yes. se- uh, of the regular season. And uh, you remember Deuce ran for over 200 yards. Yep, Deuce on loose. They started the game with an onside kick. Yep. And and that was 17 years ago already. Who was the kicker? Our kicker? Was That that wasn't a Chris Boniel, was it? No, it was David Akers. In 2001? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of, thinking of the Tommy Hutton game. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Remember when you know, Boniel missed? The oh, field yeah. goal with Tommy Hutton fumbled the snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm messing my games up That here. was more recent, actually, believe it or not. That was uh, – but anyway, yeah, Dallas is um, – they have some parts that could scare me a little bit. But, I mean, I, I think if we play our game, I think the Eagles are in prime position to, to make a legitimate run. I, I was actually hearing tweets that Lane Johnson – is more than a question mark to play the game. Yeah. More in the positive side yes, to I play was, the game. And that's crazy. So, Lane, like we talked about earlier, he got beat up a little bit by that rookie in Minnesota. This kid is uh, – he's a force. He's a, he's a soldier. And uh, I, I just – he's a really tough guy. No Sidney Jones, no Jalen Mills. Sidney Jones. Thank goodness it's coming against Dak Prescott. Uh, you're right. And I, that and was the first thing that I thought. Thank goodness you're playing a team because I, if I'm you're not going saying up, I'm in love with both these guys, but they're still starters. Yeah, and and well, Sidney Jones isn't a starter. He plays a well, lot of they, snaps. He in that plays nickel. enough. I mean, he he plays. He was a playing a lot in that nickel, portion. man. Remember, but, he was playing a lot. I remember him seeing getting caught off the field a couple different times. That's what I remember. I don't know <laughs> how many snaps he actually got, but uh, the key is go ahead. John. Uh, you got to get them guys back for. New Orleans, because oh. oh, yeah, well, and we'll get by, there when we get there. Yeah, but by the time this podcast comes out, Des Bryant's going to be a, a New Orleans scene as well. How so. about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me just tell you something. I, you know, I did pick him up in ooh, one of my so leagues as a flyer. I, I did. Too. What are you losing? You're dropping a knucklehead. I, I at dropped the bottom my, of my worst player. Right, and I picked him up. Right, and if nothing happens, you drop him next but week. But you know, it's funny. I, I I'm on a CBS, and they you know they do the projections of points. So I pick him up yesterday. And he started off at projection was like 3.4. Two hours later, I went on there. It was 6.8. Then two hours later, I was on there. It was 10.3. That's ridiculous. Like, and like all of a sudden now, as the negotiations get clearer, you know, it, it's going on. Listen, the fact of the matter is he's still he's still a good receiver. And he's playing with prob- arguably the hottest quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. That's not named Pat Mahomes, right? Mm-hmm. So he's going to catch balls. Yeah. He's going to be the number two option in New Orleans, yeah. right? Well, yeah, one would think. I don't. I don't know how much they want to stunt Traquan Smith's growth. No, you're right. Because Name recognition it, it, wise, he's number two. Oh, absolutely. Actually. And and 
possibly from still what he could deliver on the field as a you know a longtime veteran and yep. being through the game, even if he's not as fast as he used to be. Well, where is he going to play? That's that's right. He, no, I'm saying I think he's going to play the slot. You don't think I, so? I, I, I think, think he's not a slot receiver. I, yeah, I not right know. now. I mean, not he wasn't, but he could be right now. No, I, why I, not? Because he won't play. You need to be a special breed to play slot. A special That's a men- breed? Yeah, it's a mentality. Yeah, you have to be willing to catch the ball. You got to be tough, traffic. right? Yeah, yeah. And he's not tough. He's a diva. I don't think so. Yeah. I, well, why hasn't he played slot? Or how come he didn't? Isn't on a team already playing slot? Maybe he because just he, he wanted to wait to. until now. He chose not to. Yeah, but he's not going to be an outside receiver on this team. Uh, I believe he is. Hey, before everybody gets going, who knows how long <laughs> this guy's going to even last on the Saints. He could be another Brandon Marshall nah. for the Seahawks. That dude's going to produce, man. That's going to, this, this dude's going to produce. And, and I said two weeks ago, the one team I was worried about, nobody was talking about, was the Saints. I, I, because oh. they're just they were starting to click, right? They were starting to click. So well, here's the thing I like about them uh, that – we shouldn't like, but their defense, their defensive line, they get to the quarterback. Yes, they do. You, they proved it against the Rams. They, what, what happened was when they played the Rams, people paid attention, and they watched New Orleans Saints. Everybody thinks, oh, well, the Saints don't have a strong defense. Well, guess what? They play defense. They're, 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 they're the team, in my opinion, to represent the NFC if it's not the Eagles. Not the Rams. I said before. I don't disagree with you at all. I don't. I don't like. I, not that I don't like the Rams. I don't trust the young coach still, and I don't trust the young quarterback still. Well, and also about the Rams, the, all their moves haven't worked. Marcus Peters hasn't worked. He hasn't been. He hasn't been that good. I uh, keep uh, uh, Tlaib has been injured, hurt, yeah. at, right? And he's but he's still he's aging too. Mm-hmm. So those moves they made in the secondary, they haven't worked, and sneakishly. New Orleans Saints, who have Lattimore, in young, second year young play, players, is playing very well. Yeah, and then they trade for Eli Apple, who was a very underrated corner. So now you get pressure where you're from four, mm. and you got guys like Lattimore and Apple out there that can actually play. Mm. Lo and behold, you got a solid defense. Yeah, they they've made some very and interesting moves. Who's the um who's the cat two uh, linebacker, Demario Davis that they who is playing out of his mind. I know they have uh, the linebacker from Notre Dame that was on. Uh, what did he have? The snap fish or whatever. What, uh, uh, Manti uh, Teo. Manti, Manti Teo. Teo. Yeah, yeah. He, who had a cup of coffee in San Diego and now yeah. it's in New Orleans. But yeah. they listen. have a lot of wild cards. Drew Brees, number one, yes. right? Drew Brees. Kamar is playing out of his mind. Which again, I keep telling you that I can't stand that because I don't <laughs> like that kid. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> Michael Thomas, man, how how we did anybody mention his name yet? I know he's there, but Michael, uh, we've always talked about Michael. Mike, Thomas. I know you have. I know he was your sleeper to to do really well for fantasy, and he's going to be on my list later too. And he's on mine as well. How can he not be on yep. everybody's list? Yep. Michael Thomas is a straight up stud. That's probably Drew Brees' best receiver. I don't care about uh, Colston. Whatever, you know, it's got to be his best receiver. Michael Thomas is the mo- and I and I say this because of his athleticism and his his ball skills. Yep. He, he, Michael Thomas is a straight up stud, and having a quarterback like Drew Drew Brees will play for another three years. Oh yeah, uh, no doubt. So no doubt they that I'm very interested to see us play them because I think that is going to be a brawl. Ah, oh, I agree. I. I, I <laughs> I agree. I'm just, I, you know, I'm scared defensively. 
Well, you should uh, be because you yeah, have Jim you know Schwartz. Still, Jim Schwartz is still on your team, right? Yeah. Okay. I yeah, know you, you, you don't love them, Jim no, Schwartz. Love is loath, maybe. Loath. Loath. Well, getting back to Dallas week, though. So when we talk about Dallas week, because, listen, you know, you know, this couldn't be a better matchup right now for the simple fact that it's Sunday night football. Okay? It's, it's going to be 45 degrees. It's Veterans Day the next day, which means a lot of people have off. Uh, it's going to be a party all day long, and we literally have the opportunity to just take every life out of the Dallas Cowboys and just say, see in April at the draft, because that's basically going to be their next move after yeah. we obliterate them on yep. our field. They'll have a high first-round draft pick. Yep. Oh, no, you know what? Oh, no, wait, they no, won't. They do, Amari Cooper. Yeah, yeah. No, they won't. <laughs> so, Thank you, Amari. So, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm so excited to watch this game. So, you know, I don't even think we need to break down this game, okay? We, 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 we've we talked at length about what the important factors are moving forward. They, you know, defensive changes, see how they work Golden Tate in, running, you know, the running game, the coaching, Carson Wentz continued development back from his injury, who looks phenomenal, by the way. Uh, offensive line health, uh, defensive line, uh, which Timmy Jernigan, okay, uh, big deal. Uh, didn't think he was going to play this year. I didn't think he was going to play. Looks like he's going to play. Uh, you know, and if he's at seventy five percent of what he was at last year, I think it's a huge upgrade on a defensive line. I still would like to see him go out and get Bruce Irwin. By the well, way, he's out there now. Who now? He signed with uh, yep. Atlanta Falcons. Oh, we missed it. Yeah, missed the boat. I would have liked. I would like to see him here. Yeah, he should have been here. Yeah, he uh, he would have helped us replace Barnett. I believe that's a strike on Howie. He should have been here. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. I, I here we go with my theory on on uh, John Gruden. John Gruden released this kid for a reason. He released him to say, "Go, go win. Go go get your last chance yes. at playing for a winner." That's I agree. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, people talk smack on Gruden all they want, which I get it. Either you love or you hate him. And I really believe that's the, that, that's the, that's how it is. Either you love him or you hate him. Uh, but I believe that he did that for a couple of those players, like Khalil Mack and, and Amari Cooper. Go get a fresh start and, and see what you can do with the rest of your career. But you just can't do it here. <laughs> no, listen, Gruden's got a plan. He's not dumb. I know he has right? a plan. No, I'm not saying to you, but he's got a plan, whether we like it or not. Yeah. The guy definitely has a plan. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. I still don't know the plan of getting rid of, you know, a cornerstone linebacker like Khalil Mack. Yeah. That is a little troublesome to me. Yeah. But all these other moves, hey, man, you know, it is what it is. He's How got a plan. Khalil Mack? 26. Twenty-seven. Gruden still his his wheelhouse. He's looking three years out. I mean, you gotta you gotta realize which Mac is going to be up. So what he's what I believe he's trying to do. I mean, he's hoarding all these draft picks because he wants to get an extremely competitive young core on those nice contracts. Add a free agent piece to occupy that salary and have the whole unit similar to the way the Eagles went and you know built their team. Have the whole unit of young guys move up on their own. At which point Cooper and Mac would no longer be there, and they need them draft picks to get that whole unit together. Yeah, I, I believe that's what he's doing. Pretty, it's pretty simple. I, I agree one hundred percent. He's got from Khalil and Amari. He's got five first round draft picks in two years. That's including the Raiders' own, but 
That's that's incredible. That's if you, if nice. you hit on four out of the five and you add a key free agent or two because yeah. you know that you're right on the cusp, yeah. there you go. There's so your that, run. There's my point right there. I said the people that think he's crazy right now in, in 2018, let me hear those same people in two years. I'll say two years. Um, more so three, right? But, yeah, I, I mean – he has to hit, though. He's normally yes. not a good drafter. His draft uh, career. I was going to say that. He it's not very good. It isn't. It isn't. It's 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 really not. So maybe, maybe he could hire uh, Mel Kiper and the oh. <laughs> Mel Kiper. Uh, uh, yeah. He's the hire worst. Hire Mel Kiper. Oh my god! I hate Mel Kiper. I'd rather go with uh, I'll Mike, get Mike Mayock. Mayock I think Mayock. He but seems I, to Philly's be, own, Philly's well, finest. And, and, and like I said, what I think Gruden's really trying to do is get that quarter go together because a, a lot of the teams out there they sit in mediocrity for year after year. You're right. You, you okay? You're taking out an older player. You let him go. You bring in a new first round draft pick. But all you're really doing is replenishing the same status of your team, you know, where you really need to build the core. Sometimes you got to clean house. Sometimes you got to start that fresh and say, look, we're crapping now, but we're putting it all together and we're made, we're going for it, you know. I agree. And it's better than sometimes just floating mediocrity like the Detroit Lions sitting between 9 and 7 and 7 and 9 for a decade. Good point. Or what, or not, I don't That's know a good that, point. Don't quote me as a fact, but no, there's a you're ton right. of teams out there. You know, the Cincinnati Bengals, you look oh. at these guys that are always fighting to get yes. into the playoffs with like yes. two, three weeks left, and either they don't make it or they're one and done. You're right. You're right. I mean, on that, on that theory – uh, when we talk about teams, you know, we were talking about the Raiders. There's a big question mark about Derek Carr. Uh, you know, is Gruden in love with Derek Carr? Uh, does he want to move on from Derek Carr? Uh, but it brings me to two guys. You know, now getting some NFL talk here. You know, Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston. Okay, because we're, you know, we talked about Dak Prescott earlier. We're in that mold now where that rookie contract scale is coming up and time for extension. Time to you know, basically show out the Benjamins for your future. Uh, do you pay Marcus Mariota $100-plus million? Do you pay Jameis Winston $100-plus million? I mean, this is what these owners are going to have to think about right now. I th- I'd pay Mariota. I think Mar- I-, I would. But and I am I- on the 100% opposite side. I said from the get-go I didn't like Mariota. He hasn't shown me jack squat. Since he's been in the league, and no, Mariota, he might as well follow the path of Blaine Gabbert. That's my that's get my out of here, Absolutely. dude. He is. Are you serious? What has he done? Well, first of all, he was injured for you know okay. for a little bit. So you want to didn't sign he, him to a long-term deal? Didn't he win a playoff deal? game last year of against Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, yeah. So he has a okay. playoff win. Okay, just like Timmy Tebow did. All right, Timmy, Timmy Tebow. I, I listen. I'm, if, I'm just saying he has a bright future. And if you, he does. I really do. I think he does. Listen, not everybody's going to be Carson Wentz. You're not always going to get Carson Wentz. I don't think he's right? an NFL and starting you, quarterback. But, and you can't keep recycling quarterbacks every five years in the hopes of getting one that sticks. So, uh, to me, unfortunately, the way this works is if you have a guy who is, a, he, he's he's not mediocre. He's above mediocre. I mean, you you kind of have no choice. I don't see that he's above mediocre. Are you think I really Marcus do not. Mariota is mediocre. Yep. So yeah. is he in your top twenty? Would you put him in your top twenty in NFL? No. You wouldn't even put him in your top twenty. No, he might be. He might be number twenty. I mean, I don't have okay, him sitting well, in front of my face. Okay. I mean, Mariota or Mayfield. Mm. 
I'm going to take Mayfield. I'm going to take Mayfield. Mariota or Sam Darnold? I'm going to take Mariota. I'm going to take Mariota now. All right, right. Now I will. Because we've seen a sample size of six games for a piss no, poor no, no, New York no, Jets no, team. No, no, no. Listen, we've seen – listen, you're right, but we've also seen the, the INT issue that stems back to USC as well. Okay, Ooh. so we can't just say it's a six-game sample size. It's the same thing he was doing Look in the NCAA. Look at Manning and the INTs that he threw in his first year in the NFL. Listen, I mean, it happens. I, I hear you. I, I hear you. Well, it's not happening with well, the what, other ones. What's up? Like, Mariota doesn't throw picks? I he just doesn't that. even throw the freaking ball. <laughs> that guy can't manage the offense. All right, so listen, you're comparing Mariota to Winston. That's well, I'm saying that. Or, listen, or either of them. Yeah, will. those two guys. Winston, Winston's, you don't no, sign no him for nothing. Absolutely not. He can get the water for us next year. <laughs> He's Bobby Boucher. Um, Mariota <laughs> has definite ability. He he proves that he can be a leader. Um, I, I, I don't know, like, what what kind of contract are you looking to get him, though? Like, I'm agreeing. Like, John's question to me is, well, is he worth? Remember, it's market he, value, Dave. It's market yeah, value. So that's what I think John's questioning. Right. Am I going to pay this guy market value? No way. Okay, I, I so what are you going to do? You're in a Tennessee Titans that you're a legitimate you're a legitimate playoff team on the bricks, right? Yeah. Okay, you got a, a really good defense. You got a good head coach in Vrabel who I really like. Yeah. Okay. So all right, what are you going to do? Go out and, and sign Blaine Gabbert next year? No, no, you're you're right. I yeah. mean, seriously, you're, you're what, 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 what are you doing here? You are here? handcuffed. You're going to sign him. You have to. I, you have to. I disagree. But the question you you posed is uh, contract time. Should you sign him? Yes. Um, Taking all and things for, into consideration. And for the amount of money. Like, like so he's getting $100 million. Yeah. and that's, He's getting $100 million. I don't think he's worth that, but you have to because he's better than – Getting a rookie. I mean, you're you're talking about say five years, a hundred million. You're going to pay him twenty million a year. Okay, what Sam Bradford? Sam Bradford got twenty million. You're not going to give Mariota twenty million? Oh, that, just because Bradford? No, what I'm saying though is somebody's no, eyes. No, it doesn't that, mean everybody's. Okay, bad example. Sammy blows. But what I'm oh. saying is, if you look at the top quarterbacks, right? Carson Wentz going to get thirty five million. He's going to get $35 million. So, Mariota's not he's not worth 15 less? No, I don't think it, so. Oh, Look, you're here, crazy. But this is what – see, you said Tennessee has a very good defense. Yes. They're a on the cusp yes. of being a playoff caliber team yes. or whatever. They go. They won one last okay. year, but I'm just saying. My, they're not a Super Bowl And contender. what I'm saying is I don't believe Mariota has the ability to win – playoff games to get them into an AFC championship okay. game, let alone the Super Bowl. So if I know I have a playoff caliber team and I have a quarterback that I don't believe can get me to a championship, I am not resigning you. I'm better off saving money and, and picking up whatever whoever's on a scrap heap. Go get a Case Keenum. I'm not saying Brock Osweiler's any good by any means, but if you if I already know that I can't do this, go sign Fitzmagic. Why not? Yeah, but I, I I think you're you're not giving him enough credit. You're acting like this no, guy's a turd. I believe. Look, I haven't. I, I, seen, I think he's a lot better than you're giving him credit for. Right, well, then there's a problem with the, this offense has not run efficiently oh, for years, without a doubt. So whether it's head coach, coordinator, I don't necessarily see even enough reps. I've never seen him. Well, look at the weapons. Made, his, he, he made any throws for a comeback win. Okay, but hold on. Let you, you make a good point. Oh, yeah, the Eagles, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, let's sorry. not talk Seven, about sorry. Three, My bad. I <laughs> <laughs> shot out Corey Graham. Thanks. But, um, no, I mean, seriously, look at the weapons. Who does he have? Like, over the years, who has he had so far? Rashard Matthews? Uh, he had Delaney Walker. Okay. 
Uh, he game. has Corey Davis, who's never never touched his, present, his potential yet, right? Yep. Tajay Sharp, who he was supposed to be the fancy stud. What happened to him, right? He, Derek Henry sucks, yeah. okay? He sucks. All right, now you have Deion Lewis. That's all of a sudden. So this guy really hasn't had the offensive pieces around him to even show what he can do. I mean, this year he could barely grab a football. He had the, the nerve shit in his hands, right? He couldn't even grab a football. Once again, leads me to why, why he couldn't, gri- so, he couldn't grip a football. He was right. hurt with whatever last year. Like, why am I going to pay a dude when he can't stay on the field? When he's on the field, he can't lead the offense down to score points. That's the bottom <sighs> line. I ain't signing that quarterback. Okay. I don't care who's – I don't care. I'm not signing that guy. <laughs> I think you're, 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 I mean, when I hear you argue, I, I feel like you're, you're comparing him to like a Chad Pennington. Like, he, this guy is way better than I think your argument states. Well, that's my play. I'll play it middle here. Uh oh, middle see, ground. Go I ground. see what John's saying because he, he's like, I don't want to pay the amount of money I have to pay if the guy's not going to win me an AFC championship. So, what, what that means to me is that, okay. So what are you going to do? You're going to look for a quarterback in the draft. So that means that you're going to take a rookie. You're going to go after a rookie. And if you're going to do that with you said, he's a young coach. They got a young defense right now. Yeah. So you got to do that this year. So they have like your topic, Mariota Winston contract time. Are you going to resign him? Now with thinking that you're thinking that he can win an AFC championship. Yes. So we're going to find out if the coaching staff and the ownership believes that. I think they do. If they do, then he's getting signed. If they don't, they're going on John's road, and they're going to say, you know what, Marcus, good luck in free agency, and uh, we're going to move on from you. And we're going to draft a quarterback this year. Five touchdown passes this year, five picks this year. Okay. It, this hasn't been a great year, but you have to – how many games did he play, John? Four? All right, last year, 13 touchdowns, 15 picks. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's exactly that's Is that eleven million at. worth? Yeah. 2015, 19 touchdowns, ten picks. Okay, there you go. <laughs> if you can't get so twenty had passing one. touchdowns in the NFL. How many that, sorry? How guy. many games did he play that year? Twelve. Oh, okay. Twelve. He threw nineteen TDs in twelve games. All right, he's averaging a touchdown and a half a game. That's the guy that's gonna lead me to where I and, need to be. I think that was his first year. Yeah. Uh, okay, so a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, we're in 2018, and we're still waiting on that 2015 rookie quarterback to do something to prove to us that he deserves it's a contract. health issues, man. That's not Mariota issues. It's health issues. I, I, Get on the field and perform, dude. All right. Let's, let, let, move, let, on. Hold on. move, let's move on. on to Le'Veon Bell. All right. What the hell is I going on? I, Talk I, to me, Pittsburgh. It, no, this, is, this whole thing He misplayed his hand, didn't he? Yeah, ultimately, yeah. I mean, you never know. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You don't know how this is going to look. He looked he looked like a, a rose and a pile of shit two weeks into the season when the Steelers are struggling. That, you're right. All right. Then you wait. It's just like the stock market, up and down, up and down. Now he's sitting there. I'm not saying he has egg on his face, but this is exactly the reason why Pittsburgh and no other team should really sign a running back to that type of contract that he's looking for. I understand he's spectacular. I do believe James Conner is a heck of a football player, but it's that line in the game plan that causes the stats 
I mean, you got to have someone capable in there. But, I mean, come on. For Le'Veon Bell to be that great and then James Conner comes in and does this, first player in NFL history to have four games with 100 rushing yards, 50 receiving yards, and a touchdown in the same season. Wow. Never in the NFL. They so, did that on purpose. Wow. Pittsburgh's amazing. Well, whatever. But the bottom line is, why do I sign Le'Veon Bell when I got this guy? And and that's that's plain and simple what's going to happen. Now, all the talk about – does Le'Veon Bell come back? Does he just sit out? It'll, it looks like the Steelers and the NFL, I believe, Players Association, they're in agreement that he will move on to his year three franchise tag, even if he doesn't sign, which means the Steelers won't franchise him for 20-plus million dollars for that year. Right. So ultimately, he sits out and wait James for the Conner plays for the, phone the rest ring. of the year. And well, he'll have to wait until I mean, the next year. Over. I mean, yeah, right. exactly. Absolutely. The other option – I mean, they, they, if he does sign, they could use the exempt list, which keeps him out another two weeks. You're now looking at week 13, 14. If he signs, I will say that I believe the best play for the Steelers, stick him in as your third receiver. Let James Conner rock that thing the same way that he does. They've been waiting for Justin Hunter to step up, James Washington to step up. We haven't had a consistent third. Now, granted, we have the running back coming out of the backfield. you got Vance McDonald, but – Rather than mess around with the running back, and I do believe they're both backs that need volume to really get in the groove. So I, I wouldn't want to go start going 10 carries, 10 carries. That's really not either of their games. Put them out wide as the number three receiver. Get them some big plays in there. But it's looking more and more like he's not going to sign. I like that. I like that. Steelers are they're an amazing they franchise. They are, aren't they? They're, they're, they know what they're doing. That's like, uh, you know, they're like – they're like the Cadillac or whatever your favorite top car company is every year. They're the standard that just seems to just the gold they standard. make they make the playoffs. They make the playoffs. They they go through adversity. They always succeed. You don't punk the Steelers. The, uh, you know right? what? And and I believe on purpose, like that offense is amazing, and I don't think Roethlisberger actually gets as enough credit as he does. That 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 offense, the receiving core, that is a, an offensive line. That is a lot of the reason why the running game is successful, um, because Ben Roethlisberger lines up behind center every week, and his consistency is amazing. I think the Steelers are sitting really pretty with Bell and Connor, and I think – if Bell wants to make the most out of cashing in and his benefit, he needs to show up, in my opinion. And if you put those two on the same field, or if, if Bell is your number two, are you kidding me? Le'Veon Bell is going to be your number two. He'll get 10 to 15 reps a game. I know. It's and nuts. what are those 10 to 15 plays a game going to be? Hand the ball off, throw the ball in the flat, put him in a slot position. Their offense even gets better with Juju and 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 Antonio and Connor and him and the, and a couple tight ends that they have. Who's going to want to play them? Well, I will say this: I I was just looking uh, earlier today. Um, Lev Bell's out on the court at like one of the YMCA or no LA Fitness. There's okay. an LA Fitness in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah, he's out he's out playing basketball with some uh, Is he just really? random guys. So that's where that's where he chooses to be right now whether you know i don't know if that's any indication at least he's he's in the pittsburgh area so i don't know why you leave miami to go to pittsburgh if you ain't signing but if you're signing and you're worried about injury why are you playing 
at the, uh, you know, the L.A. Fitness with a bunch of amateurs. All you need to do is get bridged going up for a rebound or something. Mm, and guess you're what? right. Your whole injury you're play. You're absolutely right. There's more egg on your face. I don't know. To, to me, it's just not a smart play. The but saga. Whatever. The saga continues. Continues. And we'll see what happens. But speaking of, you know, you you uh, one of you guys mentioned put him in as your second receiver. I think it was John. Uh, which it brings me to a couple things. Uh, you know, ESPN threw out a list this year. Uh, mid-season awards for the NFL. And I, I like how they do this because it makes you think a little bit, right? So they listed uh, a bunch. I just took coach. Uh, I took comeback player of the year, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, and overall MVP. Okay, their picks for coach of the year, Charles Nagy. Comeback player of the year, J.J. Watt. Offensive player of the year, Todd Gurley. Defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. And MVP, Drew Brees. So what I ask you guys is and I'll give mine. We'll go around, we'll take each one. Okay, coach, Charles Nagy. Do you agree or would you make it somebody else? Is it Charles or Matt? Matt. Matt. Why Matt. do I say Charles? I don't know. I don't know. Wait, was there a, oh, I'm thinking of a pitcher from the Indians. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because when I saw Charles. Charles Nagy, I was like, yeah. wait, I don't think oh, that's his name, but that name sounds I familiar. like that. That's cuz cuz baseball's our next topic, yeah. so I was thinking of free agency. But yeah, so I'm cool with Matt Nagy. I like that pick. I, I think agree. he, yeah, I mean, he's done uh, with, with what he has in exactly. Chicago. Uh, yep. He's really and 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 not to not to get you know I'll make this fast, but you know he is he has put his players in the right position to make the plays. You know, Trubisky, we heard all about him, his inaccuracies. We heard about he's put him in proper position to make smart plays, to make smart decisions, and that's why. They're winning the way they are. And if you guys don't remember, we'll play back that podcast. I actually took the the Bears to, to win that division this year. Just saying. But, uh, nice. That was let me, my let preseason Let me tell you some quick things but on Nagy. Okay, yeah. I, I really, Talk about Charles, don't call me Matt. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt Nagy is a, is under the Andy Reid coaching tree real quick. and uh, I forgot things. about that. Kansas City, right? Yeah, he okay. was his OC, started as their quarterback coach in uh, 2013, but he also is a record-setting quarterback for University of Delaware. So he's a local, Get out of here. He's a local guy. Um, and, I didn't know that. And he spent one year as the OC in KC before becoming um, the Bears head coach. I, I, he also was a six years arena football league quarterback. So, oh really? Yeah, he's he's a neat guy. I I, I really like him. I like Andy Reid's coaching tree is just growing. It's phenomenal. And I know I'll tell I you put, what it is. I sent you a pictures of uh, the names yep. on there and the guys that have become head I'll coaches. T- I'll tell you what, it's amazing. I'm good with Matt Charles Nagy. Matt, don't Matt call Nagy. him Charles. Um, Whatever. <laughs> but now nah, I'm good with him too. How about? Comeback player of the year. Uh, I, I'm going to say Adrian Peterson, not J.J. Watt. Uh, I don't know about you guys. Um, with Adrian Peterson. I got to go J.J. Watt. Yeah. It was a cl- Adrian Peterson, to me, is the only one that could even yeah, come close in the conversation. How about Andrew Luck? Mm, not enough for me. No? Not enough. I mean, he's me. really – I mean, we, we all thought he was done. Yeah. I mean, he's really revitalized his career out there. But I just think with, with – with, uh, J.J. Watt's doing. I mean, what's he have? He has nine sacks. Yeah, he he. he I'll tell you what, man. He sacks, two game, passes. Defense, he's a game changer. Four wow. force fumbles. I you can't. I don't argue J.J. Watt too much, but I think Peterson. You look. I think Washington's success is primarily centered around what Adrian Peterson has been capable of doing. Especially with Chris Thompson being awfully injured and and the rookie and, and the I rookie's mean, not even there, right? He hurt gosh. himself too. 
Yeah, so, yeah, guys got – I was off uh, preseason. But, um, yeah, how about offensive player of the year? Now, it's hard to argue with Todd Gurley, okay, because Todd Gurley is a beast. I- I'll tell you what, and I don't think this guy gets enough credit. And I'm going to say his name because uh, on my show Monday, you know, we have final thoughts, and my final thought was, you know, one team that nobody's looking at is the L.A. Chargers. Okay, here's a team, won five in a row. They're six and two. Okay, this team – Okay, nobody's even given a chance. But slowly and quietly, they win each and every week. Anthony Lynn has done a marvelous job out there as a coach. So my offensive player of the year is Melvin Gordon. Oh, I like that. Be- I thought you were going to say the old man. No, Phil Rivers? Mm. No, I, I like Phil Rivers. but I, just, I said on the show, I said that did. they were my sleeper. The Chargers were my sleeper. Yes, you to did. Represent the and AFC. nobody's talking about them. Yeah, they're, they're, the old man, Rivers is... Uh, we I got like a conversation last night. First ballot Hall of Famer. No doubt. No, that's what I said. People said I was, we were crazy. Yeah, well, they don't know football. Do hear that, Philly Mike? Philly Mike said Donovan McNabb was more of a first ballot Hall of Famer than Philip Rivers. Pull up their numbers. I, the, the number, are you kidding me? That's what I said. Philip Rivers is is way better quarterback. So let me ask you something, just for argument's sake. If you had a game, one game to play, are you going to take Philip Rivers or Donovan McNabb? I'm taking Philip Rivers. Thank all you. day, Rivers. every day. Yeah. Right? I mean, all three really, of us combined. I mean, yeah. all day, every day. First ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So, so what about you, John? Offense. Are you, you with Gurley? I got to go with Gurley. How about you, W? He, he's on like a record setting touchdown. He, I know. So I'm he sorry. Is. I, I can't. He is. So, MVP, so. or, or, or Offensive or, player of the year. Player of the year. Okay, I'm sorry. So, I, I equate that to an MVP. Well, right? offensive MVP. Yeah, right. So, you take a player off of that offense. Yes. And, and how well is, how good is their offense? So, I mean, uh, I don't know. Can can the L.A. Rams do without Todd Gurley, or is that the only reason why they're capable of running is because of Todd Gurley? I mean, uh, offensive player of the year, I, I mean, wide receiver Adam Thielen for the Minnesota Vikings putting up uh, crazy numbers. How good is their offense without the, without him on Good point. It? Um, I don't know. I, I, it's a good point. I'll go with that kid. You go with Thielen? Todd Gurley. Okay. I, I I can get down with that. How about how about on the defensive side of the ball? You know, that they pick Aaron Donald. It's hard to, to me it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, if if Khalil Mack if Khalil Mack yeah. was that wasn't only, injured, that's yeah. the only other You know guy. what you guys are right. I forgot how yeah. awesome he was in the first six, seven Khalil games. Khalil Mack was healthy, that that would be my pick. Now how about overall MVP? I I, I think it's locked down Drew Brees. Drew Brees is a freak show. Uh oh. John's John's that's, biting his tongue over there. That's a good one. Well, I hear you got. I don't know how we can't go with Pat Mahomes, man. Without Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City, no way are they eight and one. Period. No question. If they have if they have Alex Smith, they're six and three at best. Do you agree that Kansas City has more weapons than the New Orleans Saints? No. No, I do not. I think they're almost identical. No way. Okay, you 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 got Hunt. They have Kamara and Ingram. Okay. All right. Who's your tight you end? Michael. But Who's your tight end? Ben no, Watson. the tight end is where they have the advantage, but the Saints have the two running backs to the one for the Chiefs. Okay. And I don't – Sammy Watkins, I don't care who that guy is out there. You could put Conley out there or whatever knucklehead they have in Kansas City that's number four. If Pat Mahomes is putting it in the bread basket, they're going right. to catch it. Right. So I'm not really putting okay. Watkins. Watkins hasn't done squat for years. 
So I'm right. not putting him as being a weapon. Not a Sammy yes. guy. It, right. You have you have Hunt, Hill, and Kelsey. You have Thomas, Kamara, and Ingram. That's what it is. Oh, I can live with that. The, so, I'm going Breeze, but that, I, I, I I can see that. I like Pat Mahomes. I can see that. Too, I can see that. But I think their weapons are almost identical. They they are, and and the difference is, I I feel that the weapons in Kansas City would not be. They would not come out if it weren't for Mahomes. I mean, I guess Breeze is just as valuable. I mean, it, it's it's one of one, one of the other. I I don't know. I just feel like New Orleans has a better overall team, and Mahomes is making up Kansas City's record. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. No, I I. I but it's definitely it. between Breeze and Mahomes, and well, I we mean, agree on that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well. Before we get into some fantasy talk, I want to swing in a little baseball segment real fast because Hot Stove has started. Free agency is upon us. Uh, and, you know, I just want to – just quick question. Obviously, we're you know, uh, we're a Philadelphia-based podcast here, but we talk all sports. So, obviously, not just because we're Philadelphia-based, but the Phillies are going to be one of the so-called buyers of the offseason. Um, and I basically just have a simple, simple question, free agent wish list. And what I say that is coming into this off season, it's March. What would make you satisfied to say, Hey, this is who we got. That's what I want to know. Do we have to get one of the big guns? I think we do. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I don't think there's, it's any secret that we miss offense on this team and we need a superstar and I think this is the year to get one because I think the Mike Trout thing is a pipe dream that everybody keeps talking about so I think we need a pitcher and to go with Nola because I don't think Ariadne is that guy and I think we need a bat so I'm happy if you told me I'll give you two names okay I'm a Bryce Harper guy I want Bryce Harper I don't want Manny Machado um, if, if it's between the two. Obviously, I'll take either of them. I shouldn't say I don't want Manny. But I'm saying if you had a choice, we're not getting both. That's over. So I'd be, I be—I literally, like, I'll go streaking if we get both of them because I don't think that's ever going to happen. Make sure you let me know where you're at <laughs> so I'm not. But but nah, that's like a Cataldi comment right there. But now, nah, if we came out with Bryce Harper and a guy like Patrick Corbin or Jay Hat, I'd be satisfied. With those two as my big piece. I still think we need to add some other guys. I, I think an intriguing name is A.J. Pollock. And nobody talks about. I would trade Herrera in a heartbeat and sign A.J. Pollock to be my center fielder. Uh, with Roman Quinn being my utility outfielder, so to speak. Uh, but I would be happy with a stud like Harper and an arm like Corbin. I don't know. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Dave. You like, you're a baseball guy. What do you have? Just say, let, let, let's talk about big guns first. Harper Machado, where do you lie? If I had to choose yes. between both. If you I'll, had to choose between both. Man, I'll take, I'll take uh, Manny Machado then. Are you, because you feel he fits better on this team? I feel that we need a shortstop more than we need an outfielder. That's the only reason why. You're making me pick. I love Harper. You know I love Harper. I think he hits 45, but I also think Manny hits 45 here. That's home runs. Um, I don't think he does. Uh, in this field, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I believe. I think he I caps he out does. at thirty-five. Okay, you're ten less. I, I, I'll say I disagree. But the other guy is uh, the left-handed pitcher from the Astros. I, I talked about him before. You like you like Keuchel. I like I like Keuchel. 
Um, the other list, and by the way, I love working with you too. And John just handed me an awesome. Yeah, John's awesome, isn't he? His numbers, these things are excellent. You guys don't notice, you don't see it, but John set me up with the free agent list here, all top on a piece 50. of paper, and it's the top fifty and the numbers and their positions. It's even it's has their age. Yeah, even has their age it's, on it. It's here. a phenomenal thing working with these guys. But John does an awesome job. Thank you, John. Oh, thank you, Dave. Um, Wilson Ramos. Well, I break out of Miller Light now. <laughs> if you have Jesus, uh, Wilson. Ramos, I think we need to sign. Uh, wish list, you said, if we don't get big guns. Left-handed starting pitching. Gio Gonzalez is on this list. I'll take him. Okay? Um, you're, you're Bryce Harper. How come we can't get both? Why are you going to tell me we can't get both? Because I think the culture of this organization is not going to give you both. Matt Klintak is as vanilla as a $5 bill. That dude's not getting you an explosion. He's not. Andy uh, Andy McPhail is old school. So, in my eyes, it's one guy. I don't I, I don't think they're the, you know, Brian Cashman kind of guys who are going to make that unbelievable explosion where they say, we're signing everybody. I just, I, I don't, even though we have the money, you're, I don't say it. I, I believe you're on the lines of being right about that because Andy McPhail came out on his press conference and said, "You heard him. Don't worry about this year so much on the free uh, agent market because of next year's big fish on the free." Yeah. And here you go. Here's yep. your scratching your head, yelling at people. Two years. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> why not? People know about that later. So why not this year? I mean, I I, I don't I don't know. Um. But that's they're they're my guy. I mean, I could name a couple more, but John, I'm 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 waiting for you. Well, between Harper and Machado, I mean, I feel that they're two different players. I mean, both of them give your team the offense and and the caliber player that you need um, to make a run. Harper gives it 110 percent, or at least with his energy. I mean, he he's a hustler. He gets injured. He fires off at the mouth sometimes that he shouldn't. And I feel like that's right up Philly's alley, um, you know, with his intensity. Machado's more of a lackadaisical type of guy. I don't know how much I don't know how much of a demeanor he has to lead a team to win the championship, to win a World Series. I think he I just I think he performs on the field greatly, but I don't know if he has the makeup to really bring the best out of an entire team like some guys like Harper may have. I like that explanation. In terms of performance on the field, yes, Harper's more of a masher than Machado, but I feel that Machado is a more complete baseball player, will have a higher batting average, will have a better contact rate, and, you know, Harper's more boom or bust. So I don't think you could go wrong with either, but I think whichever one you bring in, and, you know, Dave mentioned position, you know, do you need outfield versus infield? Um, you know, each each of them brings a different type of player to your team, both of which are good, but uh, I don't know which way they're going to go. I don't – they could go both. I don't see that what I believe they should do. I don't know that it's going to happen in free agency bringing in a pitcher, but you look at – how the playoffs have played out in baseball for the past few years. You need, and I probably said it at the beginning of this past year, you need more than just one and one A. You like you need yep. those core guys. Keiko might be decent, but you know, it's great for the regular season to pick up guys that you're plugging in. You have three number three pitchers. You know what I mean? Or three number three caliber pitchers. Well that's all that's great. 
But when it comes to the playoffs, that's not going to get it done. Signing that Nate Evaldi, he's going to get you. He's, he's, he's going to get overpaid, by the way. He probably will. He's, he's going to get overpaid. He's a good I like pitcher. Him. He's going to get overpaid. He's decently young. He slots in good in your rotation. But when it comes to the playoffs, this isn't a guy that's going to get that's going to push you over the hump. And I don't really know that there's any. The only one that could possibly do it, I see, is Keuchel. He has the ability. Corbin, possibly. But I like I Corbin. Don't, I think I think he's a good pitcher, but I also once again I don't see him as that guy that's going to say, "Oh, they have this rotation that we need to fear." Kind of like the Arietta, and I'm not saying that him and Arietta are the same pitcher or whatever. But you know, when they brought on Arietta, I didn't think it was enough of an upgrade to that top end of the rotation to really push it over. Now, a lot of times, those are the moves that get made at the trade trade, trade deadline. deadline. So if you could get a Corbin, get one of the two big bats, and then Come trade deadline, you make a move for one of those big pitchers. I mean, I think that's your your best well, case scenario. That's why I say, I mean, you if you sign a guy like Harper, right? You come out and you say, you know, our big gun right now, we're going to sign Bryce Harper, right? He immediately changes the fear of that lineup, right? Immediately. So, and then you go out and whether it's Keiko or Corbin, whatever, right? Just say it's Keiko, you know, because he does have the World Series experience. So you go out, you throw a bunch of money at Keiko. Now you go Nola, Keuchel, Arietta, you know, to get the right, left, right, right? And then maybe you go out and make a low-lining trade for a guy like Danny Duffy, okay? I think he's – I don't think he's a free agent, is he? I think I'm he's still got one sure. year left, okay? So, you know, you get a guy like that, I'm just, just throwing that caliber guy who could be a really good three or a four on this team, and then you, you go Pavetta, Eflin, Velasquez – Battle it out for number five. The other two guys are going to go in the bullpen, right? One's going to be your long relief guy. Your, you know, maybe your spot starter. And I think, I think eventually, what's going to happen is I think that'll be. I think Eflin will win that spot as the fifth, and I think you'll have Pavetta in the bullpen as your long guy. And I think Velasquez goes to where I still think he belongs in the closer role. in the closer role. So I still think you know that that you know you sign a couple guys internally because it shows you need to have a strong bullpen. And one sneaky guy I like is Marwin Gonzalez, and I think that as a utility guy, he can play multiple positions. You throw this guy on the team, I still think Kingery plays short. I still think Kingery goes and plays short. I do. I think you 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 throw Kingery over short, okay, and you you sign a second baseman, okay. I I think you trade Hernandez. I think you trade Cesar, get you a pitcher like a Danny Duffy, okay, and I I stick Carlos Gonzalez or Carlos Santana at third, okay. I still have Alfaro catching. Reese plays first. Okay, and you get a guy, I don't know, Whit Merrifield, somebody that's got a decent bat, uh, you know, got some experience, is a good utility guy. Then you got Harper. Then you have your center fielder. Uh, I would love it to be A.J. Pollock. And then you have Nick Williams. And then you have Roman Quinn coming off the bench. You have Crawford coming off the bench. And you have Marvin Gonzalez coming off the bench. I think that's a solid team. That's a contending team. I really feel. I mean, I know it's a day. This is wish list, right? So it's like, you know, yeah, Christmas yeah, opening up that, Basically, that catalog where you, you get just, the mail. Yeah, you just signed seven free agents. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, it's not my and money, right? how That's far right. away the Phillies are, that many yes. free agents? Nah. Yes. 
Yeah. See, I, I my no. my I go. Everybody's uh, been trying to run Caesar out of the out of the out of the Phillies. And listen, you know. I like Caesar, but I'm saying I think we need another piece in the rotation. I think he's he is able to Caesar, get you that. Caesar doesn't do enough offensively for us. And if Kingry, you just paid him all that money. Kingry needs to play second base. You need a shortstop. You need to go. Well, get that him. goes to your that goes to your theory right. about getting Machado. That's that's just my opinion. Kingry is not a natural shortstop. He's just not. I don't think he has the arm strength and the athleticism to play that position solidly and consistently every day. Um, but to go to your point to needing pitching, um, I don't disagree with you. Baseball is based on typically who pitches better wins, right? Except for the 2008 Phillies that won the World Series. Their starting five in the World Series pitching-wise was Brett Myers, Joe Blanton, Cole Hamels, Jamie Moore, and actually J.A. Happ was on there. They're not, other than Cole Hamels, they're not the top of the line. The reason why they won that year is because they mashed the baseball. Ryan Howard. Better than anybody else. Jason Worth. So my reason why I picked Machado over Bryce Harper, because you made me choose, instead of getting both, is because Bryce Harper strikes out a lot. Yep. Yes, he does. And his production per strikeout isn't Ryan Howard worthy. So you made me pick. You made me pick. I'm picking. I'm uh, picking. I, I'll give you that. I, 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 and that's why I have you on this show, man. That's why we have you here. <laughs> you're the analyst. You're the analytics guy because I, I would have never came up with that yeah. ever. Well, I mean, it's, I, it, I never even thought about that. That that curveball there. It's just it's a, to me that that makes sense though. And Machado, going back to John's point, Machado puts the bat on the ball. Yep. And and you're going to move runners that way. Yep. And and that way, their outfield, they have enough talented kids to play outfield. Even even um, if Machado hits 33 dingers, like, are you kidding me? If you're yeah, if you're we'll going to maintain it. a 290 batting average, and I I don't even know officially, I yeah. I'm not on baseball stat season. I don't yeah. know what his careers are, yeah. but he's fully capable of that, and probably even more. And so, how much better does that make Reese Hoskins? If you have Manny Machado batting in front of him, oh, it's huge, right? So, and then my my opinion is I keep Franco, put it, leave him at third, and I would leave I would leave Hoskins at. First. What are you doing with Santana? Get rid of him. He's too much money for his. For, you want to talk about uh, strikeouts? And and, and well, what not did producing. you think Carlos was? Did you? Did I didn't you have want any... him. You're asking me. I like he would have Never never been on this team. Yeah, you but... look at his career stats. Right there's for for the world of analytics. For the world of analytics, Santana doesn't belong. Neither does Franco. Neither, oh, right? Yeah, but you bat him seventh or eighth, and you're not paying him Santana money. Yeah, but Santana right can do more bench. for you. Right bench. Santana can do more. He's for not you. a better defensive third baseman than Franco. There's, there's, there's the difference. That's why he plays. Well, then you sign Machado, you play him at third, and you put King Reed short. There, oh, it's solved. God, We're not solving I'm the, the <laughs> Phillies. I'm going to stab myself in the <laughs> eye listening to that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you had stab yourself in the eye. Listen, at least he's not stabbing your eye. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not even getting into that. But um, hey, hey, listen. Either way, either way, it's going to be a fun to me. I hope it's going to be fun because I listen. Free agency's I, open, I, 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 and I'm listening. You know, well, you know what? Real fans, Ken Rosenthal, he got old. Yeah, really old. He's like, good I, though. He's fun. To I like to, him, isn't he? But when I was I was watching him on MLB Network, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, he got old I fast." He's sick. No, nah, I hope not. I know yeah. Mort, Mortensen's sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 you know, that's a shame. 
But so, um, Tone, before yeah. we go, I know John gave us the countdown. I, can I just talk about like uh, the the kidney donors and the donors, yeah, and the transplants, yeah, go ahead, man. We people got, we, in the world today, yeah, we got two minutes left. Let's uh, end on that. That's uh, good. So, um, my in laws just went through a transplant surgery. Props to the University of Penn and both of them for the the work that they do down there. And and my mother and father in law are successfully recovering from an unbelievable surgery. And there's we talked about people in this area that don't have that success all the time when there's a transplant. It's just not like uh, going in and no, changing not. brakes. Um, but uh, I just want to say for the people that are out there that donate um, any type of organ, anything like that to people, that uh, hats off to you and uh, God bless you for doing so and, and have the courage to do that. And the miracle of medicine is yeah. is absolutely phenomenal. And I just thank you for letting me yeah, talk man. about it, absolutely. Tony. And uh, it's it's an amazing thing. I and, love it. I love it because I don't think we bring that kind of stuff up enough. Uh, there, there's a lot of sickness in this world. It affects all ages, all ethnicities, all backgrounds. Doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. And you know, I went through this in my family. You know, my my uncle did get a kidney transplant, but unfortunately, it didn't take, and he didn't make it. Uh, so, and it happens, um, you know, so, you know, I'm glad to hear that everybody's doing well and, you know, the miracle of medicine, which you said, which is huge. I mean, we watch it from kids in our own area, uh, you know, whoever's listening, you know who you are, who are fighting through things now and who have fought in our remission. Uh, so, you know, it's, it, it's just a big deal. Um, it just shows how much technology, uh, has, has evolved and hopefully knock on wood, it helps all of us going forward. Uh, so God forbid if you know we deal with that, we we can be healed and we can move on. But nah, it's great, man. I love it. So yeah, man. Oof, getting a little chill, a little goosebumps with that, <laughs> a little goosebumps. But we're gonna have to close this down. Uh, again, we had a, we, we didn't even get. There are so many. We got Uber drivers, oh, fantasy talk. So we're gonna get to that next week. Uh, but again, listen, uh, I want to give a shout out because I've noticed, you know, we started a, a new YouTube page and we're starting to get a lot of traffic through that. So uh, people are listening, which I like. Uh, our numbers are going up. Uh, you know, again, catch me, uh, you know, all over. We catch us at, uh, at at the Heat Ratio on Instagram, at the Heat Ratio on Twitter. And as always, for your host, uh, I'm Tony Cotillo at TCotillo23, signing off along with John Coker at PGH John 36. And Dave Dixon at Coach Dixon 365. And we will catch you next Wednesday. And everybody have a great week.